Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Welcome everyone to today's podcast in which I'm joined by Diana and Diana is probably one of the most unique guests I think we're going to have on this podcast series and you'll understand a little bit more about that as I read through her bio. So Diana is the co-owner, co-creator and CEO of Better Topics Card Game, sorry get it right, kept my teeth in together, Card Game for Couples. I'll say that again. Co-owner, co-creator and CEO listeners of Better Topics Card Game for Couples. Uh, She uh, and the business help thousands of couples in over 170 different countries improve their relationship and communicate more effectively while still having fun by playing the Better Topics Game for Couples. A game that encourages couples to have those much needed deep conversations, but with the fun and lightheartedness of a game. The best part is that Better Topics is a repeatable game so that couples can play this over and over again. And just a quick note here, the game also won the Innovative Game Gaming Product of the Year 2021-2022 at the Central England Prestige Awards. Well done. So it's not just a game, it's an award-winning game. Hi, Simon. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me on your podcast today. I'm very excited to our conversation. And yes, it is an award-winning uh, game. I'm actually carrying the award in most places with me. I took it to the <laughs> but, gym. It yeah. sleeps with me in the bed sometimes. <laughs> um, I took it to get my nails done, you know, everywhere <laughs> I can. And the funniest thing is that my, I mean, it's quite heavy. The award it looks itself, quite heavy. It's yeah. quite big. Yeah. Um, but I have a small bag and half of it peeks out, you know, so that's actually a really good conversation starter, you know. Yeah. What's in the bag? Yeah. So, yes, what is so, that you got there? <laughs> yeah, you, you can't sort of just show it up for me and just give me a quick glimpse. So uh, hold it up so I can see it, but describe it for, for the listeners. Yes, so it is a glass award. It's about, I don't know, three finger, two fingers thickness at the bottom and it, it slims down as you go up and yep. it has a white background and some flames on it which and at the bottom is a bit blue which was a bit funny when we've seen it because Mm. their brand is actually quite similar to better topics logo colors as well because we have like uh blue and red and yellow in ours and they have as well which was a bit funny when when i've seen that's nice and then obviously on it it says uh you know um England Prestige Awards 2021 and then winner and then underneath it's Better Topics name and the innovative gaming product of the year and we've actually got this uh, two three weeks ago actually well done Um, so yes it's been exciting I've never thought um, I mean I hoped for a a prize and this is very interesting how I'm I'm a very firm believer believer that you know whatever you want the universe will give it to you yep so why not just focus on the positive things that you want not the negative completely um and i have many examples in my life you know around that and i remember when we first started when we've actually launched better topics i was wondering how would it be to actually have a prize that would be amazing you know and that that thought was about two years ago you know and i left it i never bothered with it But then when this thing came to actually, because you have to, you know, they ask you because um, they curate, you know, like a lot of businesses. And then they ask if you actually want to apply for the prize. It's not just that, oh, by the way, we found you. There's the prize. There you go. Um, And, you know, I thought I'm going to apply mainly to see exactly what would I need? What are the criterias I would need to reach to actually win a prize like that? That was my Mm -hmm. main goal. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll just apply and see, see where this goes. Yeah. Um, obviously there is a, a long application, so it's not just that, oh, I'm putting my name forward and there you go. Yep. You actually have to submit a lot of evidence of everything you've done, all the people you've helped That's and, uh, everything else. And 
um also the funny thing is that when they actually emailed me they just said we need to call you so we can give you some feedback so I thought okay so I haven't won <laughs> but at least I'll know what to do you know for the next one sure so I hopped on a call with uh, someone from prestige awards someone called Chris and he was like telling me about the awards that they've been doing this for 16 years in England and you know everything and what's the process is like and they need like 10 candidates for a category to be considered and then they shortlist five and then well you won congratulations and I'm like huh <laughs> I'm like wait what just dropped it in yeah yeah just dropped won. it in yeah. like like it's a normal Tuesday and I'm like yeah, yeah. what really and then yeah. I started like it's like yes congratulations you won and I'm like no you must be kidding me like seriously <laughs> And then obviously went on uh, on about things and then, you know, how they liked the game and why they actually chose it. Because first of all, they couldn't literally find anything else like this out there, which is yeah. true. That's why uh, that is one of the reasons why we've invented it with my husband, because this is the type of game that we would have wanted in our relationship, but we couldn't find one. Yeah. So hence, we thought of creating it uh, our own. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. that's how Great. it went. And, and I love the fact that in really big letters, like it says "winner." Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. You can't read anything else. All you can see is the flame and winner. That that, yes. that does it for me. So uh, yeah. yeah. Great. Thank and thank you for sharing that. Now you've got two drinks today. Yes, I do. Now uh, you you're drinking some some electrolyte water. Is it you said yes. as, as yes. part of a you know. A, been healthy but tell us a little bit about the coffee that you're drinking first so the coffee is actually decaf because mm-hmm. i gave up coffee about four years ago over slightly over four years ago mm-hmm. um because although i like the taste hence why i'm still drinking once in a while you know the decaf the yeah. decaf version the main reason why i gave it up was because i realized one day how addictive i was to coffee and mm-hmm. I have this principle in life where I don't want to be addicted to anything um, because both my parents smoke, for example, yeah. and I grew up in a smoking household where my parents were smoking, everyone around around them was were smoking. And this was in the time when in clubs, you know, they were smoking as well, you know, yeah. so uh, both me and my brother, we hated it so much, so, so much growing up that we actually never smoked. Like we yeah. tried it once or twice, you know, just to see how it actually is. But we hated it. And we're like, that's it. No, never again. I'm exactly the same. My, my dad was a heavy smoker. And, you know, he always threatened me that if he ever caught me smoking, he would make me smoke so many cigarettes, it would make me ill. Uh, <laughs> but I did try it. And I thought, no, I just don't like it. You know, why, yeah. would, you know, why would you do something like that? But yeah, My parents actually had a different approach because they know how they've actually started smoking. And my mom, for example, she never smoked in front of her parents, even when she was married even when she was like grown up with kids she would still not smoke in front of them because this this was something to do with the respect you know that you know okay yeah and uh when we grew up when we're like 14 15 uh my mom said listen if you guys because um we were away for school so we actually went to high school in a different city from where my parents live it was like an hour away we were living alone just me and my brother yeah. and they're like listen if you guys want to actually smoke you can do that obviously you can hide like in so many ways like we couldn't really tell because we're smoking we it's not like we're gonna smell it no on no, you. no no but instead of um accepting cigarettes from god knows who and you know filled with god knows what yeah. If you really want to smoke, at least take from this packet from our table. And at least we know it's just cigarettes and nothing else in them. Mm. So, you know, at that point, we were like, listen, we hate it so much at this point that no, it's fine. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting what you say there uh, about the addiction to coffee and, you know, so many people drink coffee for different reasons. And I know some people have been on a podcast where, they have said that they just have to get up in the morning and they've got to have that first coffee of the day. I actually really love drinking coffee and I love it for the taste, mm-hmm. but I drink it because actually I want to drink it when I want to drink yeah. it. And, and yeah. it's always that fine line, isn't it? Be, being realizing when it does become an addiction. I think, you know, for many addictions, a lot of us that are on the, the side that I'm on where I think I don't understand how, Anybody could feel addicted to, to coffee where I've got to have my coffee or I've got to have that cigarette. 
I, I can think of other things in my life where I do feel a little bit like like that. Yeah. I just wish I felt like that about exercise because then I get in a much better I routine know. of exercise. I wish that too. You know, many times I was like, why why am I not craving a salad as much as I'm craving, you know, desserts? Yeah. But or some push-ups or some sit-ups or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. It's actually just a training of mind. It is. And and you know, with the coffee. So when I actually started giving it up was a day when my parents were visiting and we actually, you know, woke up and we had to take him to the airport. And it was such a, you know, filled morning that I literally yeah. didn't have or even think of having my coffee first. And by the midday, I was having this crazy headache, like a very really? dull, constant headache. And then I was like, why is that? I know I have like a, a sensitive bile. So if I eat too fatty foods for too long, yeah. I know that's going to be a problem. Or if I eat peppers, for example. Yeah. But I was like, I didn't eat anything. So I was trying to, you know, think of why, why is this dull, very, very annoying headache? And I was like, wait a minute, I haven't had coffee today. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm that addicted that if I don't have my coffee at the right time in the morning, if I don't have my shot, basically, you know, I have this headache all day. So that was the the switch moment when I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, no, like, I don't want to be addicted to it. Um, For a few weeks, I actually... Because it does take a while for your body to readjust without caffeine that you get from coffee, which was so interesting to me to experience. So I actually got some Nurofen for a few days, you know, for the headaches to help me with it and some black tea because that too has a bit of caffeine, but the release is a lot slower. It doesn't give you the crashes. Yeah. And the more I actually researched on this, more and more doctors do tell you that in the morning, what you should have is actually a cup of warm water instead of coffee because when you wake up you know that water actually helps you wake up because as you slept all night you know your brain is basically almost starved by the morning and the brain lives on sugar and water so if you give it um but the sugar obviously that you make in your body rather than the one you intake so in the morning if you just get um warm water and this is also important not cold because although we think that the cold wakes us up actually the warm one um helps our body wake up a lot better it's actually that uh part that actually helps us wake up and they also say that if you actually want a coffee leave it to mid-morning towards lunch because that's when your energy levels tend to go down and then it's a good boost you know to actually keep it up if you want for the rest of the day and i'm so glad you said that because each morning uh, i do have a bit of a routine um, I would love it to involve more exercise, but that's something I'm still battling with. But the the one routine that I do have is that I go downstairs and I put the kettle on and I always have a, a flask, uh, which I tend to keep with me all day, of warm water, Yeah. lemon. I put three squirts of lemon mm-hmm. juice in there and yeah. a spoonful of my own honey for my own yeah. bees. Yes, exactly. That's, uh, and that's I used to drink ginger and lemon tea uh, for mm-hmm. that same reason. It's getting that body, getting that digestive system and just yeah. hydrating it. You know, and I now just drink that for day because it keeps my voice. You know, I'm talking all day. I've been on yeah. call since 8.30 this morning and we're now, what, 11 a.m. So I've already been talking for quite some time. So it's good to keep the voice going as well. Yeah, exactly. But I just want to share one thing before we sort of talk more about your business and the cards, et cetera. Yes. You mentioned smoking and the clubs. Uh, I used to go to watch the motorcycle racing in mm. uh, Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Northern Ireland? No, actually, Ireland, uh, Mondello Park. And I used to go over there and we used to go to Dublin. And we used to go to a bar called Templar's Bar in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And we always used to go there. And one year we went and it was when Ireland banned smoking before the UK did. Uh... And we went into this bar and, of course, it was clear. Yes. And we oh went to the bar. I was and we so said, happy when they've done that. Yes. Yeah. What have you done to the place? You've had a huge extension. He yeah. said, No, we haven't. So we have. It's like, it's enormous. And he said, No, it's now because you can see it. And yeah. you realize that in these places, you didn't get to see the other end of the bar. Exactly. Because of the smog that was in there from the smoking. And we went in there and it's like, This looks so different. Yes. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe how yes. big it was. Yeah. And I have this funny story related to cigarettes from, um, again, high school times. It was so funny. Um, so in my religion, because I'm Christian Orthodox, before mm-hmm. Easter every year, you have to go to uh, the church and you have to do like a penitence type of thing where you confess your sins and then they give you some prayers to do. And so 
so on. And especially that week before Easter, they do it in the morning very early for, <clears throat> sorry, especially for people who go to work. Yeah. And they do it quite in a fast paced way. You know, you don't sit there and talk for the full days, like five minutes, they'll yeah. get on with it and you're done. And I remember I went one morning with my dad and um, bear in mind, my dad actually used to only smoke in the kitchen, but still the smoke yeah. goes everywhere in the house. And by that time I was mildly adjusted to the smoke smell. So I, I didn't feel it on me anymore. So I'm going there, you know, uh, kneeling down in front of the priest. He's like asking me stuff. And I'm like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. He's like, are you smoking? I'm like, no. He's like asking me again, are you smoking? And I'm like, no. He's like, listen, you're here to confess your sins. You know, you can, <laughs> like, so you funny. have to tell me if you actually smoke. And I'm like, you know, all annoyed and bothered. I'm like, no, I'm not smoking. Like, what do you mean? And he's like, but you smell of smoke. And I'm like, oh, what? But I'm not smoking. Like, I'm like, look, this, this guy behind me is my dad. <laughs> yeah, have a word with house. him. <laughs> yeah. That's so so funny. he was like, listen, you have to like confess. It's fine. Like these confessions, nobody can hear them. Just it's between you and God. I'm like, exactly. Like, I don't smoke. <laughs> you know, yes. I was so annoyed with that. <laughs> and my poor dad is like, you know, after it was his turn, he's like, I confess she's my daughter and I confess I smoke enough. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, you know, uh, for, for anybody, you know, Christian and Orthodox, Easter is such a critical time. And as we're recording this, it's probably going to go out after Easter. But as we're yeah. recording this, it's just before Easter. And it's, uh, yeah. yeah, there's so much activity, isn't there, happening? It's yes. in all those. There's a lot happening uh, in our local church uh, at Easter as well. So, yeah, but that is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. wouldn't believe you. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you've worked on and obviously the, yeah, the award-winning, um, yeah, better topics. Just give us a little bit of an insight of the backstory behind that first, because I can't imagine anybody just waking up this morning and thinking, okay, I'm going to develop and create a gaming product. You know, there's got to be some kind of story behind there. So tell us a little bit about that story. Um, actually, you are very right. It wasn't a, a light bulb switch type of moment it yeah. was many weeks of trying to decide what to do and how to do it and almost a year in developing the game um, so at the time when we have actually started thinking um, about the game I was a manager at a local hospital in NHS basically working in corporate yeah. and I was looking at making the switch in my career because um, so I my background is in law and that's what I graduated. I'm originally from Romania and I came to the UK 11 years ago, just after I graduated university. Yeah. Um, and because Romanian law system is very different from the British one, I couldn't really use my law degree here. So I've actually did a secretarial course and the first job I got was at the hospital as a support secretary, not even as an office admin. So even, you know, a step below that, basically, yeah. on the corporate ladder. And, you know, once I got in, I, I um, learned the system very quickly and I was super efficient at my work and everything. Um, obviously, my English was already very good and because I'm, I'm speaking English since I'm like three or something. Um, and once I got in, I, I thought that, you know, if I work my way up all the way to management level, because that was like a... a turn point in my life where I was like either I work my way up in four or five years and I reach to a management level or I go back to school in parallel you know with work yeah. um, I redo my degree because there were so many differences between my original law degree and the British one that literally was no point just to equivalent two three courses and that's yeah. it so either I go back to school and redo this and then I start on that ladder and then that would might take me even longer um, so I was like, no, I'm just going to go this way. You know, I'm, I'm already in, I'm, I'm going to go this way. And I thought, you know, that once I got to management level, I'll actually be able to implement a lot of things that I knew could be implemented and improve a lot of processes and uh, make them less resource draining even, you know. Yeah. But I realized once I got to management level that I was still very much um, limited to what I could do and implement. And most people, I mean, I, I met many, many great people in NHS, you know, mm. I still have a massive respect for all the doctors and nurses, especially and the admin teams as well behind them, because without those the sure. doctors couldn't really do their work. But again, I've been in it for seven to eight years. And I've seen so many things and I've met a vast majority of people that 
do say that they want to implement and change things and improve them, but they actually don't. And this falseness actually um, took all my drive away, you know? Yeah. Because I kept hitting this at every step of the way. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be a manager and I'm going to do it. I'm going to actually change things. I'm going to actually do them. And once I got there, I realized that my managers didn't want me to have new ideas and implement new things. Because that would have meant just more work for them and I. Yeah, yeah. They didn't want that. They would just wanted to look nice in front of their managers that they're doing their job, you know, in meetings and everything. And after that, you know, just pass the day and get it moving on so they can, you know, go home and have their lives. Um, and I think that's not just a symptom of organizations such as the NHS. I think that's a symptom of a lot of managers in yes. middle management. Yes. You know, because it's, it's a very comfortable layer to be in, isn't yeah. it? And you don't yeah. like things to be upset too much. You don't like to exactly. be pushed too much. And there's a balance and an equilibrium there that they don't like affecting too exactly. much. So, uh, yeah, I can exactly. see that. And so I was like, okay, this is not good for me. It's not going to work long term because, um, you know, I was thinking I'm spending eight to 12 hours of my day at work. Yeah. I want to be happy with the work I do. I want to be fulfilled with the work I do. Also, in the meantime, I've met my husband. We got married and I was looking at him. He owns few businesses and he has back to back calls most days and he literally has days where he has 16 to 17 hours of back-to-back calls like he has literally no voice left by the end of it and he was still very much pumped by the end of it you know he was still very passionate very excited like even after 17 hours of calls he would still need to pace around the house to get out that excitement that he he was having it was amazing to look at you know i was like i don't understand I come out of work and I'm drained. My soul is drained. My brain is drained. I'm just completely drained. I want to go and eat chocolate and sleep. Yeah. You know, that's all I want to do. And then I look at him, 17 hours of calls, and he's like all pumped and like excited. And I'm like, how is that? I want to feel that. Like, how how do you, you know, like, how can you even yeah, yeah. be like that? Because nobody around me was feeling so excited about their work, yeah, yeah. you know? And I was like, yeah. how how is it to actually be excited? So we were actually brainstorming a lot of things that, what is it that I could do? Because in my opinion, there isn't any one specific thing that I can do very well. Like, you know, some people are interested in music, some are in art, some are in, I don't know, maybe knitting or something, whatever it is. I had no such passion. Like I had no one type of passion that, oh, my God, this is what I want to do if, you know, all else. And that, and that actually is the way majority of people are, isn't it? Yeah, that's the yes. way you know, most humans. You know, yes, sort of because live. I was. Yeah. I was actually looking at a lot of YouTube videos on how to find your calling in life and all of this. And, you know, they actually made sense, but especially for people who know what they would like. And I was like, but I still don't know. It's like, what are you good at? And I was brainstorming with my husband. I'm like, I don't know what I'm good at. Like, I haven't tried too many things. Like, I haven't tried piano. Maybe I'm good at it, but I've never tried it. You know, (laughs) I haven't painting, let's say, but I don't really have a calling towards it. You know, nothing draws me to it like oh you have to do this so my husband was like yes but you're really good at you know keeping the our relationship and you know um our our uh let's say connection you know as a couple and i'm very taking care of that and i'm very involved in that and i was like well yes because you know i had failed relationships in the past um that i've learned from a bit but i've mostly learned from books and courses and everything because from my last relationship till the moment I've met my husband there was like two years gap where I was still going on dates but I said I'm not going to enter a relationship unless I actually find that amazing person I know I deserve yeah and still in that meantime I was educating myself very much on what a good relationship makes you know what does that mean what a good partner is you know how how would I even be as a good partner like if I want this amazing partner supportive and to love me to the death and beyond you know how would I need to be as a partner? You know, what, what even a good partner makes. Yeah. Also, I've, um, um, during my management training, we went through um, this insights course, it's what it was called, where we've learned the personality types. And this was mind blowing to me. You know, yeah. I've learned what type of personality I am and how to tell what type uh, of personalities other people have. So I know how to approach them in a very productive way, you know, not to manipulate them in any way, but in a productive way that I can actually get my ideas across to them and they actually listen and act on those ideas. So, um, you know, once I uh, got that as well under my belt, I was like, 
oh my God, you know, now I'm ready. And then, you know, through some very interesting um, series of events, I've actually met my husband, who is my ideal partner and was, because I made the list, you know. And, can, and can we he, give him a name? Are you allowed to give his Robert. name out? Yes. Robert. His name is Robert. Yes. Hi, Robert, when so, you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've met him and, you know, um, he was very much pleased, obviously, with the approach I had for our relationship. And he yeah. had a very similar wo- approach as well, where he educated himself on relationships, too, because he had a long uh, term relationship that wasn't working very well. So he always wanted to improve it, you know, because he's the guy, he's the type of guy that he's super committed. So if something goes wrong, he will, you know, try literally every possible way to improve it before actually giving up, like saying, okay, I literally tried everything. I gave it my best. It's still not good. So, you know, we thought, okay, something in relationship side, but what, because, I had no interest in being a psychologist. Yes, I'm interested in psychology because I think it's interesting, but I wasn't interested in going back to school or (laughs) even doing some courses or anything like that. Again, I wasn't, no, that wasn't something that was calling me, you know, to do. And 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 I'm sure the listeners can actually hear, as soon as you start to talk about your voice changed, your tone changed (laughs) to what you talked about before, which was very fast paced, very enthusiastic. (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 not doing yeah. that. So. Yeah. So again, I don't want to say this as um, I don't want it to sound as if I would have like a bad um, feeling against psychologists yeah, or yeah. therapists or anything like that. On the contrary, again, everyone in the medical field, also my yeah. dad is in the medical field as well. So I really have a massive, massive. But it's not your passion, is it? You know, if it's not your infusion. Yeah. No, we no, all no, have no. our like, own muse. Exactly. Yeah. I've been to therapists myself. You know, I understand their power and yeah. the amazing things that they can do. But again, I don't see myself doing that forever or long term, yeah. at least, you know. So during that time as well, because we both love board games we started getting uh, so-called card games for couples. And I'm saying so-called because they weren't actually games. You know, we got them. They are conversation starter cards, if you like, but they're not card games for couples um, because there wasn't anything to play with in them. You know, there were one-off questions, a lot of one-off questions, many of which didn't even make sense anymore for us because we were together for a while at that point. And, you know, questions like, what's your favorite color or what's your favorite ice cream? And I'm like, listen, if you don't know after our first date how much I love chocolate, we have yeah. a problem. You like, just reminded me of the TV series that was on decades ago, Mr. and Mrs., where mm-hmm. they used to get married couples up and ask them. And, you know, it was always amazing how many people didn't know the answer to things like that. Yes. Yes, but are they actually important in the relationship? Yeah. They no. might be in very few instances where for example i'm not a big fan of the green color and then he might me he might get me a green t-shirt or something i don't know yeah. something yeah, like yeah. that but is it a deal breaker in a relationship and i'm like no yeah let's get to the important stuff about the relationship so you know again those questions were one-off and i'm like there's nothing to play with like i can ask you like i can as easily just open a an article online and just ask you those questions like i don't need an actual card game i don't need to pay yeah. for this like why you know, so we were quite annoyed with that. And because we were also brainstorming in the meantime, like, what could I do? You know, my husband actually came up with the idea. What if we create our card game, like our own card game and actually make it a game, you know, because mm. we, we know what we would like, you know, from uh, all the board games that we have, you know, we can actually make it literally the way we want it to. Yeah. So, you know, we let this idea brew for a while, you know, for a few days a week or so. Um, and then we actually started uh, working on it. You know, we, mm. we weren't sure at the beginning how we are actually going to make this work. How is it going to actually uh, look like? But we knew uh, we definitely wanted to make it repeatable. So if someone yeah. actually gets the game, they can actually replay this over and over again. And yeah. we definitely wanted to make it a game and a fun game, you know, because even from our own experience, whenever we you know, play something and still have a discussion, we are more likely to be more open, you know, in our answers and because we don't feel judged in any way. You know, it's a playful environment, no pressure. Let's just discuss things. So we wanted to infuse that in better topics as well. Ah. So thank you for that um, 
in-depth insight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think as, as I'm listening to you there, you know, we can sense that, you know, the, the passion that you've got for what you do, but also the, the insight that Robert had into the effort that you put into the relationship as well. And yeah, you know, that's, that's quite an insight and that's, that's quite rare. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be quite sexist now, but that's quite raring a lot of men to have that kind of insight and that kind of connection yeah. to the effort that's been put in to any relationship. And I'm sorry if I've upset people by saying that, but that's just my opinion. It is and, true. It is yeah. true. And I am, um, let's say I'm somewhat lucky uh, yeah. in this regard with Robert because he's been in a relationship where his former partner wasn't as involved in the relationship itself she wasn't yeah. you know as committed to it and everything so you know now he can actually see a difference and he appreciates you know the yeah. better version let's say whereas for me it just seems natural and normal um, but again it's it depends what we are we've uh, experienced before yeah and it's, it's interesting as you were talking there as well I'm thinking about the word game because you know one of the things uh, i mentioned in your bio was about communication yes and games i think sometimes people think that gaming lacks communication but even for those kids that are on their playstations exactly. with their thumbs going most of them actually do communicate with the other players they have exactly. chat rooms gaming does install some kind on some level of communication that perhaps we don't have normally does it Yes, and teamwork. This is very important because okay. um, although, you know, so again, because if you think about it, as you said, you know, kids, they do play games. And when we are very young, we teach kids a lot of things through games, you know, yeah. even when the very young ones, we let them with the cubes, you know, to match them to the sizes and shapes. Those are games that they learn from. And those things they actually learn in a fun way. And interestingly, as adults, we still learn easier in a fun way and through games. Because even in when I was in NHS and going through the management training, we had some trainings that involved games. Like one of them was literally just to build an Eiffel Tower out of pasta sticks. Yeah, I remember doing something you like know? that. Yeah, it was right. fun. It was fun. And I still remember it. And I, I took a picture of it because mine was one of the two that actually stood up, our teams actually. Yep. Because what they wanted to, sh to do is to actually uh, collaborate with a team and, you know, who's coming up with ideas? How do you listen to others as well? And, you know, it was a lot of things that once they explained it to us why we've done it, it made so much sense. And as yeah. you very nicely said, you know, about video games. Yes, they do communicate with other players and many times they are in groups. I don't know if uh, any of your listeners have any experience with the games, but I've just recently started playing because my, my husband loves it. So I was like, I want to spend a bit more time with him. Let's just yeah. play once in a while with him. And you can play either in, in pair, like the way I'm playing with my husband sometimes, or they have these very um, um, dungeons, they call them, like places yeah. where a lot of them come together and they go and do the whatever quest they need to do and they attack yeah. this massive thing that they need to attack and everyone uses their own um powers and their own weapon types because they are all yeah. different to the best of the group's interest you know so even that mm -hmm. you know teaches kids a lot of things a lot of yeah, useful yeah. things yeah. um so again as adults we still learn easier yeah. through game so thinking about just going back to your business just for a moment then what would you say has been the the most exciting obstacle that you've actually overcome in getting the business and the product to where it is where it's an award-winning product is there is there one thing that you think Do you know what yes that was something that was great it was exciting to overcome might have been really difficult at the time but you know what is it looking back that perhaps you could share with the listeners um with a business, because it's such a big, let's call it entity, mm. it's like with humans, it's not just one thing that leads you to your result, you know? Yeah. And um, at the very beginning, you know, you've asked me why I have two, two drinks and why the um, electrolytes water. And I said, yeah. if that helps me 1% and the coffee helps me 1% and the good food helps me 1% and the walking up a hill that I've done this morning walks, yeah. helps me another 1%, that's 4% already, you know, forward. And I feel similarly with the business. 
there might be maybe in the future things that there will be one big obstacle that oh my god i've overcame that and that's like yeah. the thing but so far because we are pretty much at the beginning still i mean we've launched it less than two years ago yeah. um there are still all the small things that actually help add up so a big win was when we've actually finished all the questions you know that was one of our big wins because we worked over six months only on the questions to get them yeah. right to make them repeatable but in a such a way that they are not blameful judgy too blunt or anything yeah. like that you know so we also took in consideration you know the different types of personalities how would they reply to this how would we reply to that and so on so that was a big win for us once we got yeah. the questions in then we had uh, the modifiers which are basically the game element to the game these are cards like um cancel the question or reverse the question or even ask additional uh ask for additional details to the main question okay. to keep the conversation going yeah yeah so, so you know, same, these... same, same question, but just a different way of handling that, that question that means that it evolves or. Uh, not really. So you have the main question and yeah. then you ask that and then, you know, they give you an answer and then you can use a modifier on top of that. Like, gotcha. how did you actually react to that or with whom or why yeah, or, yeah. you know, gotcha. like additional yep. questions. Yeah. Um, so that was that went obviously a lot faster and quicker, yeah. but that was a win as well. And then the final part was the getting the rewards together because whoever wins the game, so between the um, couples, you know, between yeah. the individuals, whoever wins, they get to choose their own reward out of the reward deck that comes with the main deck. Yeah. So even getting that and then working on different extensions because we ended up curating so many questions that we had too many to include in <laughs> one game. Like even so the game is quite large, you know, when you hold it up and and you, you need to be a bit careful when you shuffle it because it, it, yeah. there are over 120 cards only in the main one. Um, so having all of those together, that was a big win. That was our first big win when yeah. we had all the cards together, everything. And then the next step was the design of it. Now there we actually worked with a designer because I'm not a designer myself. Maybe yeah. I could have learned to do it, but it would have taken me maybe six months to maybe another year just to get the design right. Yeah. Yeah, and it wouldn't have been something perhaps you're that passionate about neither. So, uh, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Do what you do well, yeah. Um, and then, you know, actually launching it because even with the launch, we weren't 100% ready, but then the pandemic hit and <laughs> we realized that, oh my God, so many couples are literally physically locked inside. They're not even yeah. allowed to step out of the house, you know, yeah. and they are locked in with each other. Like they don't even work anymore, maybe some yeah. some did from home but ma the vast majority didn't even work anymore and they're literally all day there next to each other what are they going to do because many uh tend to you know even forget how to talk with their partners over the years and i understand you know they put that on the back burner because they have children to raise they have families they have um i don't know pets maybe careers hobbies you name it whatever it is and they forget to reconnect with their partner the way they used to at the beginning of the relationship yeah, and it's interesting. I, I did a, a digital accelerator scheme for our local uh, university in partnership with the city of Lincoln as well. And many businesses were started either just before or in COVID. And some of them were devastated by it, no, no doubt. If you had a retail business, you had to pivot yes. quickly. But as you were talking there, it seems like actually quite an opportunity because it, it probably came just at the right time and I know there's no real nice way for COVID to come along a pandemic yeah. but from a timing point of view as you say so many people locked at home I mean even even for me I was the busiest I've ever been I've worked with more businesses than I've ever coached in my life during the first couple of years of you know of, of COVID you know the last 18 12 24 months but that put a strain on our relationship because while everybody else was out there having fun, walking their dogs, I was up here at eight o'clock in the morning and going back down yeah. at 10 o'clock at night because so many businesses needed help. Yeah. So uh, I yeah. can see that different strains on relationships exactly. were happening at all different aspects, exactly. really, I suppose. Also, both me and my husband, we still worked. Like at that time, I was working in NHS still. Yeah, yeah. I was still going time. to work. Yeah. Um, my husband was still working because he always worked from home. You know, he was yeah. still working as well. 
most of his businesses are online and are services anyway. So okay. he was still working. People in his businesses were still working. Um, but then we looked at a lot of our friends that weren't anymore, you know, and they were locked in and they literally started having shouts and arguments yeah. and everything. And I was like, <laughs> I think we need to launch this because, well, Absolutely. so many people actually yeah. need it. Yeah. And sometimes you need that momentum, don't you? You know, uh, yeah. yeah I, I launched my coaching business in 2009, just after the banking crisis. And I probably would have done it a few years later if it hadn't have been for that moment in time, which had that crisis. Yeah. So uh, you, you've given us such an insight into things. And obviously I'm going to ask you to, to share something with the listeners so that they can take away in just a moment. But before I do that, tell the listeners how they can find out more about you, about better topics, how they can get hold of the, the, the game. Just tell us a little bit more about how we can reach out to you. So um, for those that want to find out about, because we have the physical card game and we mm-hmm. also have the better topics app as well. Um, they can find all the details on our website, which is bettertopics.com. Uh, also, the physical card deck, they can get it on Amazon if they want to. We, we yeah. are there as well. And otherwise, they can keep in touch with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, every platform, you name it. Like if there is right. anyone, I'm, I'm going to be there as well. Uh, <laughs> everything is at Better Topics. Um, yeah. And that's where they can actually, you know, keep up with everything. Um, you know, any any future prizes, hopefully, and awards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just amazed. And I don't know about to you listeners but i'm just amazed that the domain name bettertopics.com hadn't gone i know i know that's just that's just incredible isn't it i know it was <laughs> it was it was literally a given like yeah. yes yeah wow well so we know where to go uh, better topics social media platforms the website bettertopics.com and of course the cards are available on amazon as well uh, if, yes. if people prefer to go there um so Danny, if you can give the listeners one tip or one lesson i'm hoping it's going to be something about more love uh, more joy more communication or and connection but if if you could give the listeners one tip to take away that they can do something with after today's podcast episode what would that be um actually i'm going to do two tips all right okay. so one about double value we're, we're okay with that by the way yeah. so that's good yep. <laughs> Uh, one is for relationships, and that is that everyone can have a great relationship if they're willing to put in the effort for it. Everyone mm. can do it. Like there isn't someone under the sun that cannot. The only thing is that many are not willing to put in some effort. That being said, that effort doesn't have to be tedious anymore, you know, because in olden times, even 10, five years ago, people uh, would have thought that, oh, they have to like read a lot of books the way I've done or go to courses and, you know, do all that grueling work. You don't have to anymore because with games like Better Topics, and I'm sure there are many out there as well, um, you can actually do it in a very fun way. You know, you can reconnect Mm. with your partner. You can start doing new and fun things with your partner again. Um, if you want to and that's the thing if they want to and if they want to put in the work and the second one I would do is around businesses and because my husband has few businesses and he's always run them like for over 10 years now he always told me that my biggest obstacle is my own brain and (laughs) I didn't understand that until very recently because um I always thought, and I had this conception, don't ask me from where, I don't know, that you have to reach a certain level of followers online or a certain uh, income in your business to actually start doing interesting things. Whereas that's not the case. So even things like partnerships, you know, our business is still quite small. You know, we, we are selling... Not to the extent that we would wish. Obviously, we always want more. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we, we are making a good fair of sales. And still, I could partner up with other people that have similar niches, but although we do different things. So, for example, um, therapists in my case, you know, because many therapists in the US and the UK as well were blown away with this game because they've been in the field for 25 years and they never thought of doing something like this fun and engaging and all of that. Uh, Or even there are a lot of uh, subscription boxes, you know, for date nights and stuff. We start partnering up with them as well, you know, so it doesn't matter how small you are and how, you know, even if you just started your business, you can still look 
for partnerships. And that just yeah. blew my mind when I realized it happening. I was like, oh my God. And my husband is like next to me. He's like, I've been telling you, I've been telling you it's your own <laughs> mind that limits you basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, meeting a lot of great people in business is, is key. Yeah, yeah. And two, two great tips. And I think one word I would say that covers both of those is the word fun, isn't it? You know, yes. Rich, Richard Branson, one of his most used quotes is have fun and the money will come. Yes. And yes. You know, we yes. all think, don't we, that working hard in our relationships, working hard in our businesses shouldn't be fun. I remember sitting around tables of business owners mm-hmm. on courses and they're so serious. Yes. And yes. are we here to learn? We're not here to have fun. And you yes. used to be a member of a networking group. And I remember one of the people quite some time ago, it's changed now, but they said, we're not here to have fun. We're here to network. Well, actually, if we make networking fun, we will do so much better at it, won't we? Yes, yes, exactly. And I remember when I, so this was actually a discussion I had with my mom just before I quit NHS, where she was literally shocked. Why would I leave a secure job, a good (laughs) job to do something fun? You know, her, her brain was like, but work is not supposed to be fun. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, but why not? Why can I not do something that's fun? Yeah. And also make money out of it. Like why? And this conception also, you know, I've seen it in um, people around my parents' age, but people around my age, like in their early thirties and younger, they don't want that anymore. You know, many of them, even if they currently have a tedious job, I bet whatever, you know, you want that the minute they have and the first chance they get to actually get out and do something fun and make money, they'll do it. They'll definitely yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, and, and just to finish off, listen, I think yeah, we're, we're covering quite an important end to this topic because it's not about doing something so that you get fun. Yes. Okay. I don't want to spend 14 hours, 16 hours in front of the computer screen in the hope that the hour at the end of the day is going to be fun doing something yes, else. Exactly. I want to make those 14, 16 hours at my computer screen. I want to yes. make them fun. Exactly. Exactly. The same exactly. with a relationship. I don't want to have a relationship in the hope that when we retire, we will have some fun. You exactly. Know, have the fun now. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing, because even with, uh, so one thing that we wanted to keep in mind when we've created the rewards in the reward deck yeah. is that all of these rewards are things to do either for your partner or together with them, but small things that anyone can do because that fun in a relationship yeah. it's not about that one off once a year vacation you know yeah. it's about the daily things that you can do with your partner yeah. so i'm going to ask you a, sl- a very different question then because normally i ask you you know if you're going to have your coffee where would you have it or who would it be yes with? so if you're going to have your next decaf coffee <laughs> okay and you've got one of the rewards out of your pack that yes. you're able to share on this podcast of course um, all of them are very PG-13, so all of good, them are that's terrible, okay. actually. <laughs> I didn't want to ask. Um, but if you could pick a reward that you would do whilst having your coffee, what would that reward be? So just give us a bit of an insight mm. into what that rewards sort of would look like. You know, the thing is, I'm such a nerd, to be honest, and I'm very into cheesy things in life. And I'm, okay. I'm so lucky that my husband is as well. <laughs> um we need to get robert on the podcast you know he needs to be a podcast guest we, you know i think everybody's <laughs> listening to this saying we also need robert we need to get his side of this as well so that'd be great yes so um there are many rewards obviously the joker of the reward is whatever i want whenever i want but i'm actually a sucker for the small things in life you know like even just sitting uh, and we actually have a picture of that uh, when we had our tree up just next to the, um, the Christmas tree, just next to the yeah. sofa. And I was like lying half down. And then my husband was like lying on me basically with a pillow yeah. and we were both reading. I love those type of moments. It's so amazing because it's so peaceful mm. and we're there and I'm touching him because that's one of my love languages as well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and we're spending quality time together, which is his love language as well. So, you yeah. know, that's that's covered. Yeah, yeah um and we just you know chill yeah. and then you Sip, know, sipping a little decaf a coffee because we've got to link it to the coffee yes. so that would be good yes yes yeah. so, so we've got a picture we've got a, a beautiful christmas tree with the sofa with the two of you sat there very close reading yes. 
sipping a decaf coffee uh, or whatever Robert has as well. Yes. Perfect. Yes, uh, we yes. can all picture that. <laughs> I can picture it more easily than listeners because I can actually see you. So that's okay. <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see the image on the podcast anyway. Um, well, thank you so much for, for sharing this. It's been a real insight. I had no idea where this was going to go. Uh, and you've done an amazing job of giving us an insight into relationships, uh, into your business, uh, better topics. And we can go to find out more about this at bettertopics.com. I still can't believe that website <laughs> domain was available. <laughs> uh, who knew? Um, and yeah, I think listeners, everything we should do should have an element of fun in it. And if if you take one thing away, take away those couple of sort of double barrel tips that Diane is giving us there uh, and, and make sure we look at that in both areas of our relationships and of our business life. And it's been amazing having you as, as a guest. Thank you so much, Simon, for having me. I actually had a lot of fun. Uh, only one thing I would want to add before I mm, actually please. go is that people should be aware that all the changes that they want to do, either in their private life or in business, it's okay if it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's okay yeah. if we need time to adjust to new things in life. You know, even when you start a diet, you're not going to lose it. You know, 30 years of weight, you're not going to lose it in a week. And that is okay. You know, it takes yeah. time and takes adjustment. The only thing is to want to do the changes and implement the changes that you, yeah. well, should. Yeah. And I'll just echo that one more thing. I've got a, a, a bench in, in my bedroom called Instant Abs. It lies. <laughs> yes you still have to do the work it's, yourself it's yes. <laughs> been in my bedroom for 20 years and i still don't have the abs um so yeah i completely agree with that and you have to want to do it and because i don't want to use it it's very good for hanging clothes on though that's one thing it's very good for so yeah yeah that's a good way of finishing it thank you diana and listeners you've heard some great insights there the difference now is go out and do something with it leave us a review of the podcast reach out to bettertopics.com take a look at what all this is about this is a completely unique thing that we've talked about today so go check out the website help boost those sales uh, but most importantly help yourselves get the help that you need with your relationships uh, with that love that joy and that connection that you have in your relationships and as diana quite rightly said it's available to everyone if you want it so just take it do something with it and I look forward to having you on next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.